Welcome everyone to another episode of The Definitive Crusade. I am your host, Johnny the Machine Hughes, and joining me, as always, is my own girl Friday. Freya, how's it going? Good. <laughs> girl Friday, there you go. And Josh. Josh is back from his illness that was brought on by reading too many Marvel books, and he's now back. Man, it was it was a killer. That mm, <laughs> Migraines suck. Dude, it's pronounced Marvel. I just I don't understand how you get this. <laughs> it's just like an English American thing. I just don't. What? What? Migraines, Marvel, tomato, tomato. There we go. There you go. There's a reason why I'm not a no prize anymore. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. The hit mail's going to start coming. Freya, how have you been keeping? Good. Good, good. Good, good. Um, I, when I saw your pick for this week, I was kind of like, is it a good good? I'm not quite sure, but we'll get there. We'll get there, I'm sure. Um, all right. Okay, so this week, the future state is in the past. Come on. Mm-hmm. We're back to our regular books. Well, almost regular books. <laughs> Are we? <laughs> Are we really? <laughs> well... Uh, so we have one more, one more, I suppose, leap off point to go through. Um, and of course, we are talking about Infinite Frontier Zero, which came out this week. Now, this book is kind of it says what it says, does what it says on the tin. It is the lead up. It has several stories in here from several different types of creators. So we're going to get into them in a little bit. But first off, Josh, mm. Infinite Frontier. Where do you stand on this? Was this a great book? Was this a bad book? Was it a, oh my God, I can't believe they've done this book? There was just so much going on in this book that, to be honest, it was hard to kind of keep track of what, what the hell was going on. Okay. Well, it's fresh out. Fresh out. I just. It, you know how we, we always have talked about Green Lantern books, how there's so much going on? <laughs> this was like a Green Lantern book. There was so much going on that... Uh, so much and yet not a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Freya, your thoughts before we get into the uh, nooks and crannies of the different stories? Was this a good read for you? Was it, did it entertain you? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the pod. See you all next time on the Different Crusade. Bye. <laughs> My fault for asking a close question. All right. Okay. So let's get let's get into some nitty gritties then. All right. So you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different stories with a framing sequence to go with. That is a bonkers amount of stories when you think about some of the characters that are in here so um we have justice league batman wonder woman wonder i wonder why she's being demoted girl green lantern with alan scott got some teen titans love in there you got superman some green arrow and black canary star girl green lanterns which brings back simon baz uh the flash and then of course the jack kirby inspired epilogue Cool. Josh, where do you want to go first? Which we'll start with the good stuff. Which were the good stories for you? 
That's all, all right, folks. Like, like I said, there was just so much, so much going on. I think where I, I struggle. I did appreciate seeing Oracle again. Uh-huh. I mean, that that was probably the one moment that I was like, "Oh yay, Oracle!" Woo. Well, what about um, Huntress then? I mean, I didn't mind Huntress. I like, but I like Batgirl. So this is the Batman story written by James Tynion the Fourth, art by. Jorge Jimenez and colors by Tomei Moreau. I will say before we go through all the credits of the books and stories that we like and don't like, I will say um, it's the book is lettered in its entirety by ALW's Troy Pateri. So, you know, mm. Troy, if I don't give you shout outs and every time, there's your big shout out, man. Good work. Yeah. Um, you know, the, so. I, I guess the one issue I, I have with this book as a whole was it was because I, I saw that I was like, okay, there's multiple stories. Great, wonderful. But I don't know if you guys missed it or if it was just I, I was having a bad case of Marvel at the moment. I mean, migraines. Um, there wasn't like a definitive like, okay, here's the end of one story. Now we're on to the next. No, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. This is, this is the DC model though, isn't it? This is the DC. We've, over the last, what, 18 months, we've had a number of different specials. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be the Joker, eight, uh, eight years of Joker, or eight years of Robin, or ten twenty seven, or Batman one thousand, um, we've had, um, or Batman one hundred. Sorry, we've had those like specials where there've been extra sizes, and the, at the back of those books, there's always a story that leads on. This will be continued next year or whenever. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is this is the current DC model. Yeah. At least this time around, they didn't advertise it as, hey, this is a single book. They advertise it as separate stories leading somewhere, and that's what you get. So- but, but what I'm saying is that there wasn't like a, a definitive, like a a particular splash page that says, okay, now you're on to the Batman story. Now you're on mm. to Wonder Girl, or now you're on to Green Lantern. That's yep. the part that I was like, what the, what the hell well, is going on? That's because well, they- it doesn't help. I was gonna say it doesn't help that they have the Batman story, like right after the Superman one with Flash, mm-hmm. and then uh, it, like it starts on page like ten or eleven, with and then it kind of quote unquote ends abruptly, um, and then it starts back up. Like they mm-hmm. they put the Batman story yeah. two, two different parts places. Of the yeah. yeah, and it, it, so it, that kind of threw me off because I was like, why are we back at this Batman story? Didn't we already finish it up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because everyone else, their stories kind of went and done, but then Batman shows back up after the Stargirl story. And I'm like, why are we going back to the Batman story? We just did the Batman story. So I, I mean, guess let, let me ask you this. Is it because they jump from location to location, so it goes from like Gotham to Themyscira. Is that kind of the the initial turning point of, okay, now we're moving to this story or this story. Are they basing it off of locations? I like, I'm legitimately confused on the, the transition from one story to the next. I think the, I think the transition element, you're absolutely right. It is a little bit confusing. Um, and Frey nails bit? it, but yeah, <laughs> Frey nails it bang on right. You know, there's no need to have two parts of a Batman story. We all know how much Batman is needed in the DC universe. Um, 
it is a bit Christmas Carol in that what when Woman's going around the different corners of the DC globe, as it were. Mm -hmm. um, does it work? D does it work? Well, mm. to an extent, it works. There's, you know, you get introductions of characters, you know, but personally, I was glad to see Green Arrow and Black Canary back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know? but Freya, what was your favorite story? Yara. <laughs> <laughs> Shout. So yeah. let's let's get the uh, credits up for Yara. So Yara was indeed it's uh, written and drawn by Joel Jones, colours by Georgie Belair, who are the creators from the book in the uh, the two part from the Future State stuff. So there you go. So there's a lovely continuation there. There's no change of pace other than the fact she's been demoted. She's no longer a woman. What gives? I don't know. Well, they want new. Nubia? Ah, yes, Nubia. Nubia is... I thought she was going to be Wonder Woman, but now she's the queen of Themyscira, so I'm completely confused. <laughs> it is. There is a lot of... There's a lot of stuff going on for Wonder Woman, so, to be fair. Yeah, but anyway, back to Yara, because I, I didn't really like the Nubia story, because... Whatever. But, like, I like how they actually kept Yara's personality in this one, because we were talking about previously how they can't well. seem to figure out how to... No, but she still has her little cheeky personality, and that's what I love about her so much is her personality. Because you know, the introduction is her having a freaking uh, fight in um, sign language <laughs> with her yeah. aunt. <laughs> so yeah. I, I like her cheekiness. Also, she's wearing a pugs T-shirt, so <laughs> she's adorable. I like her. Um, you got a, you got I think you got to get credit to DC because this is the second time in two weeks or three weeks that they've gone and tried to do sign language. They did it in the Nightwing book, the Nightwing mm -hmm. Future State book. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're trying the best to get that kind of level of communication out there. So, you know, well done. Good well, effort. Okay, so so if, I, if I'm if i going off of my, my theory of when they mention a specific location that that's kind of the transition, um, you know, Wonder Woman, you know, Yara's uh, story takes place in Boise. Boise, Idaho. The most exciting thing to come out of Boise. Actually, just <laughs> kidding. I've got a lot of great friends in Boise. I love Boise. That's why they moved, right, though? Okay. Um... <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. So I like the Green Arrow story. I like the art. Uh, so credit where credit is due. Green Arrow was written by Joshua Williamson which surprises me because generally I'm not a big fan of his Flash stuff. Uh, but the art by Alex Malev is absolutely super mature and I really like it. Um, I liked it. To be fair, I liked, I've liked his stuff for quite a while. Um, and Colours again by Georgie Belair. Um, that's kind of my favourite. It's just kind of there's no there's no ulterior motive. There's no sort of like massive conspiracy thing going on. It is just two people mm -hmm. enjoying themselves. And I think you know what? I think that that was that's canny. Um, there is the hint, of course, of the red arrow coming back, but you know, we're getting that a lot with the whole who's dead, who isn't dead, um, which we'll get to in a little bit with one of the other books, I'm sure. Um, so Josh, I don't know if I dare ask this, but do you have a story that doesn't work for you other than the whole thing? Um <laughs> Nope. Okay. Right. Fair. <laughs> well, I mean, 
I have one. I'm I'm already ready. Go I'll have to read the book again dead quick to find it. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna do a quick little overview. Um, I like one, I like one of woman's new suit at the end that she transforms I into. I really yeah. like that costume design. Um mm -hmm. Also, I really want to nitpick so much on the art with a lot of these stories, but uh -huh. I said I need to choose my least favorite. So my least favorite's not do the artwork. I actually like the real artwork. I just didn't understand the point of the story, and that would be the one after Yara, which is the uh, Green Lantern Allen story. Yeah, okay, it's cool. Kind cool. Of, I mean... We already knew this about him. Like, it's not a big... And they built it up to be such a dramatic thing. And I was like, he's like, I'm gay. I'm like, didn't didn't we already know this in New 52? <laughs> well, so so let's give some credits then, because, you know, credit to where we're at. Written by James Tinian the fourth, art and colors by Stephen Byrne. All right, mm -hmm. so Freya, you absolutely nailed it. The big hook of this story is that Alan's coming out. All right, and, and I was also kind of confused. I was like, but... But Obsidian's gay, so why is it so? I mean, it's it, it's one thing if you're coming out to people who you know you're not sure how they'll react, but your freaking son and daughter, and your son's already gay. How is that difficult for you? I mean, you know they're not going to reject you because your son's gay. <laughs> like, how is he? Gonna, it's not like he's going to be like, oh, I hate you now, Dad, because he's gay himself. So, and we are like I said, we already knew this about him in New Fifty Two. And they built it up to be this big thing. And then I was like, okay, but we already knew this about you. So why is the story here? Like, it doesn't make sense in the overarching of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, it just kind of felt out of place. So like I said, it's not, it's, it's not, it just felt like it was out of place in this whole other story. Because everyone else is, like, saving the world or, you know, going somewhere or, you know, leading to new beginnings and stuff and i'm like but this we already knew this from new 52 it's nothing new i mean uh, it's nice that obsidian didn't murder his twin sister this time but you know it's it's just <laughs> all right okay you, you, <laughs> you raise an interesting point so i think i think yes we absolutely and, I, and i've said this on the review on comic crusaders it is the new 52 alan scott that, that's been uh brought back here uh, which makes it interesting because Obsidian and especially Jade was weren't in, uh, wasn't, weren't in the fifty two. So you know the idea, I suppose, is Alan by coming out, he's not coming out to us, the reader. He's coming out to to his family. And you're absolutely right that Obsidian should kind of accept it straight as. But then you've also got to pardon the pun, but you've also got to understand, I suppose, from the character's point of view, Alan's got to be married. He's fathered two kids. You know, so that's going to potentially be a shock if it's one thing. I would suppose, and this is just a su supposition, so please don't hold me to this. And if I offend anyone, that's not my intent. But I would imagine it's it's somewhat easier to come out when you have no frame of reference prior. Whereas Alan Scott, because he's had um, he's had wives and then the father children, that that presumption is already there. That that's the kind of the battle that's going on there. But I would assume that that's what's going on. So. Um, I agree, Freya. It's not to me. I don't mind. It, it doesn't bother me if the character's gay, straight, bi, mm -hmm. trans. It makes no difference to me as long as it's a well-written character and I can enjoy the character's stories and the character's life. So that's pretty much that's all I'm asking for, you know. Um, 
Yeah. But no, it's an in, it, it is an interesting, but when you look at the diversity, and, you know, they're, they're trying to think, you know, they've got sign language going on, you know, they've got the Green Lanterns in there. Simon comes back again. Yay, Simon. Yay, finally. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, um, all right, excellent. Josh, you've got one yet? You know, <laughs> as I was skimming through it again, now that I've got a better understanding of the transition from story to story, um, I, I'd have to agree. I think the Green Lantern one was probably the one that, that I liked the most. Very much like the Green Arrow, where it's just, it, just a simple conversation. Not over the top. It is just... Maybe it's just a break from what the over-the-top action, over-the-top, you know, in-depth storylines and plots and twists and turns. It is just a conversation. And so I, I would actually say both Green Arrow and, and Green Lantern. Okay. So as, that, yeah. As for... Um... Least favorite, least favorite for me. This might shock a lot of people. I'm gonna go Batman. No, <laughs> Batman and Star Girl. That's that's that, that's where I'm at on that one. I mean, Not Shaz Shazadam. Nah, yeah, I can, I, can, Shazadam. I, can, I can I can hack Shazadam because you know we looked at Future State Shazam already, so we know what we know what's coming, and we know that Shazadam's going to be. Uh, a Justice League member down the line, so we know that that's a thing. So I, I don't mind that so much, you know. And I liked I liked uh, Black Adam when he was in Justice Society. You know, mm -hmm. you could never tell if he was going to be a good guy, a bad guy, or, or whatnot. But for me, I would have I would have liked to see this book without Batman. I'm I'm really sorry to say that, but because there's nothing in that in either of the Batman stories that gives you anything different to what we've seen already. And yet it's more Joker stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm up to my back teeth. I am up to my back teeth. And I know part one's going to... The, the, the reason you've got two parts is you've got part one's talking to you about... Uh, or one of the parts is talking to you about the Batman ongoing theory about the magistrate and the peacekeepers. The other part is Bane breaking out because he's the one that's going to be hunting the Joker in the Joker series. Uh, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. You've said this you how think... many times. There's what? more than just the Joker in the Batman Villains. Yeah. So, so let, let me ask you this, Johnny. Do you think, because we're all in agreement that Joker's been overused over the last few years, we need a break. Um, Do you think Bane is heading in that same direction? Because um, you think about least, it, you look at the Joker war, who was involved? Bane. Yeah, but what I would say <laughs> is the least of, <laughs> at least they're doing different things with Bane. Yeah. Yeah, City yeah. of Bane was was you know teamed up with Batman, you know with with a Batman, uh, which you wouldn't expect to happen. You know, um, he's been held up in Arkham in very much the um, the Arkham Asylum video game style. Mm -hmm. Prior to City of Bane, it was he was running Gotham through from behind bars, which was a a nice little subterfuge. They're doing different things. It's not just crazy for crazy sake. And then writing something in just because you can, because it's a joker. Um, so there might be a risk. Might be a risk that Bane's getting um, a little bit overused. But until the movie comes out yeah. and everyone starts getting <laughs> Penguin stories again, we're pretty much screwed, right? 
Yeah. Well, you know who I think they're going to like overly use and abuse because I mean, even though I like his design in this, it's the freaking Scarecrow. Yeah. Scarecrow. I'm like his design's pretty awesome. I like his new design. But yeah. however, um, he was in what was it that Harley Quinn Future State book? He was. Yeah. And he's popping up all over the place now. So I'm kind of afraid that they're going to start abusing the hell out of freaking uh, Scarecrow. And well, he's, in, he's in Batman 106. Mm. Yeah. So, so I just, I'm a little concerned that he's going to get the Joker treatment and then, you know, you can't use him anymore and then they'll just like throw it away. But like, I, I did like, like that we got kind of the resemblance of uh, Danny DeVito penguin. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, we're well. gonna get Clayface back. So, Ooh. and finally, Punchline makes an appearance. Hey. Her makeup in Arkham, or wherever the hell she is, you know. So, um, so yeah, Punchline's going to be the backup story in the Joker ongoing book, isn't she? Mm -hmm. so Ghost. They... Yeah. Is that Ghost Hunter? What was his name? Ghost. Yeah, I think it is Ghost Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so there's quite a lot going on. It's um, I don't know. It reads like an advert for the majority. It reads like yeah. an advert for for stuff. I don't have I don't have a problem with that per se. I have a problem with the price point. It's bloody expensive, but yeah. You know, I just do. We really need another Titans Academy book. Do we really need that? I don't know. This is the the best way to sum up the book. Uh, for those of you who are listening, you'll want to see this on YouTube. I'm going to go up to the red button and go, boop, done. That's how I feel. Hush. Um, <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, I think before we jump into our next book, I think it's time for a bit of a, a palate cleanser. Oh, yes. All right. So here is an advert for one of our other shows which you can get on YouTube as well as the UCPN website. It is uh, <laughs> The Dancing Professor on the All-Timers comic book show. If you want to find out what makes the professor do his happy dance, check out the All-Timers comic book show only on the UCPN. <laughs> there's two things i love about that ad one obviously the prefer you know the professor dancing uh-huh i mean he he's getting his hoe down i mean <laughs> no no holding back not not a zip zilch um yeah, that theme. <laughs> but the thing i like more was the voiceover on that uh-huh. Don't know what you mean. Don't know what I you mean, mean, Mrs. Hughes just rocked that. <laughs> so much, even the audio guy was impressed. <laughs> I will let her know. I will let her know. The, uh, I know I the advert, we, we, got a hoppy, we got a happy audio guy with that one. <laughs> How happy? So are you telling me she should be doing voiceovers more often? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he would totally be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, um, yeah, so I ran that advert for on outside the panels, uh, where I talked to Doug Wagner about his book. And honestly, we came back after the break, and he was like, he had tears, 
we had Tuesday was just like, what the? F-? I was like, <laughs> dude, it's what happens, man. Yeah. All right. Talking of tears. Time for our next book. Um, right. Um, where do we go now? I'm going Suicide Squad. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, excellent. So, check my notes. Suicide Squad, number one. Again, script by Robbie Thompson. Pencils by Eduardo. I am not really Ed Burroughs, but try not to tell anyone. Pansica. Inks by Julio Ferreira. Colors by Marcelo Maialo. And letters by Wes Abbott. Notice how I started off with a nice, easy name and finished with a nice, easy name. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Excellent. All right. So, who chose this? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> Joshua, you get yourself back here. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So, Josh. So, Johnny. Take it away. Like physically and burn the damn thing. I mean, no. Tell us about this book. All right. So, uh, okay. Th- this is. If you want an overall, overall description of this week's books, Suicide Squad does a fairly good job at making you. Um. Originally, when I picked this book, I was like, "Oh, okay, we get a Suicide Squad book." No Harley. I mean, yes, there's like one little blip of Harley in it, but it's like, okay, maybe we can get something different. No. I feel like if it has Suicide Squad, it's going to be the same thing of villains being controlled by Waller. But isn't that the hook? Isn't that the idea? I I guess... I guess Amanda Waller, she uh, describes this book perfectly in the whole Suicide Squad brand because I'm <laughs> tired. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going with that. So you started that. I was like, well, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> mm. And that apparently she's tired of losing. That's why they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Um, I, I realized that the, the different cast of characters for this Suicide Squad is going to be in line with the movie that will be coming out in the next what couple of years. So they have to essentially educate the new audience with the new cast of characters, even though the movie will have Harley. There there needs to be some sort of bridge, if you will, from the the last well yeah. I mean, let's let's call it like it is. If that if that movie does not have Harley in it, people aren't going to go and watch it. Are you going to tell you really tell me that? Let, John, let me, are you okay, telling me that John Cena? John Cena is a massive movie icon that can pull in an audience without Margot Robbie. Is that what you're telling me? No, you should have said that movie would not get <laughs> anyone's attention if it didn't have Margot Robbie. Yeah. So I like Margo. So yeah, I finally saw Wolf of Wall Street this last week, and yeah, it's all right. That's a good one. I like it. Um, Jonah Hill takes the uh, the top spot for the most uh, most f bombs in a movie from that because of that. Really? Yeah. Yep. 
But I, I'm trying to distract from this book because that's <laughs> the best way to describe the book. Hey, you picked this. I know. Instant regret. I tell you what, there's a new rule. New rule this year. All right. If somebody picks a book that is so heinous and so bad, next time around, you don't get a pick and a pick will be assigned to you. That's how bad this book could be. <laughs> You'll kill all my fun, Johnny. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm not that sort of person. I, mean, I can't wait. I, I, can't I don't know. I was actually it. kind of okay with the idea. Yeah, yeah until you get Teen Titans. <laughs> Go. Because that's what you get. <laughs> no, no. See, what, what's going to happen? What will happen? I guarantee it is you will have a bad pick to the point that Freya goes on a 20-minute rant about oh. the book. And hey, then you're going to have to read Red Hood. It's just full circle then, isn't it? <laughs> Isn't that how this show goes? <laughs> it's full circle. You pick this bad book, yeah. I'll pick this bad I mean, <sighs> at, at the end of the day, it's just, again, Amanda Waller's team doing what Amanda Waller wants. Uh, it was pretty cool to see Talon, though. Yeah, yeah. So, Talon doing Talon things, kicking ass and taking names. So, I enjoyed the action in this, but Aside from that, I don't see Superboy all messed up. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's Suicide Squad. If you're into it, pick it up. If not, you're not missing much. <sighs> Very well said. All right. Freya. <laughs> Freya. I'm sitting comfortably. I've got, I've got my beer. I don't have any popcorn because I've just had my Sunday lunch. So... Yeah. Stage is set. And I don't have my drink. So, um, <laughs> did you have to drink to read this book? Kind of. But so, freaking, I don't know why they made Flag so fucking dumb. I mean, you know what type of person your boss is. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I thought, I thought the flag element. Whilst he is as dumb as a box of bricks, I actually kind of was like, kind of rooting for him. I was like, go on, go on, son. You can do this. You can stand up. Go on, you can do this. He knows that she has the fail switch safe like thing on all of them. And I was like, dude, if you're going to like, go against her, you kind of have to do it in this different way. You don't just go up to her. You know how your boss is. People like going up to a mafia boss and be like, hey, boss, I disagree with things you do. And he goes, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I just to talk to you face to face. How's those concrete shoes feel, feeling right now? Right. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm like, really? Let's go, let's go take a swim, shall we? Like, really, Rick. Also, I was confused why Peacemaker would he knock the guys out, why he carried them before he put them down, instead of just putting them down on the sidewalk they were walking on in the first place. <laughs> Like the walkway. And I was like, oh, mm. he was left in the drought, but they're on a walkway already. So why didn't he just knock them out and put them on the walkway instead of carrying them through the sewer on his back to another walkway? <laughs> you know, don't you just hate it when Snare's got a point? <laughs> <laughs> it's just so uh, you know, I, we, we've done enough shows here with Freya to know that 9.999% of the. 
9.999 out of 10 times, she's right. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I kind of forgot whatever that dude's name is. It's like, well, what is his name? Which one? The one that's uh, on the screen now? Is that not no, the peacekeeper? Not the peacekeeper. Uh, the one who gets the, the shiv through the neck first. Um, oh. Um. He's on page of 16? 16. Uh, yeah, that guy. Nice. Looks like Kick-Ass, but I know I it's know, not. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I just kept calling him Kick-Ass because that's what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real name. Well, to be fair, I thought it was Electro. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, did Johnny? Were you having a migraine? I mean, a Marvel too. Hey, I'll tell you what, it's not. It's not the only my uh, migraine I'm going to have. The migraine makes an appearance later in another book. Shortly, <laughs> but never yeah. mind. Uh, yeah. So this this freaking Talon, I guess, does he have superpowers that allow him to survive not having food? Because it's just from him being. <laughs> Trained by the Court of Owls. Okay. Because... Doesn't he have a low metabolism because he's because he's the because they're frozen for a while, aren't they? The cryo cryogen. Okay. So he has a low metabolism from that point of view. I don't know how that applies in this instance. Because they 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 said that even Arkham forgot that he exists down in the basement, so no one's been there to like feed him or change his sheets or anything. Ugh. He's been locked in this room <laughs> by himself. Yeah. Oh, also, freaking Joker gas again, because everything involves Joker now. Everything yeah. is Joker. Um, another thing, if freaking Connor got kidnapped by Waller, why wouldn't Superman and like the Justice League get pissed off? Or the Titans? Well, this is this is the point I was alluding to earlier with the Red Arrow thing. Currently <laughs> speaking, there will be at least three Superboys kicking around the DC Universe. You've got Connor, you've got Jonathan, and you've got the Superboy from the 90s in Teen Titans. Mm. So, you know, this is what happens when you've got infinite frontiers. <laughs> and yet, of course, we only have one Kara Zor-El, so no Power Girl. You know, and we only have one Huntress instead of two. Because we mm. should, by rights, have Bertinelli and Wayne. That's what we yeah. should have. But we yeah. don't. So, cool. Well, the Wayne one would have a really awkward relationship with Dick Grayson, so I'm kind of glad she's not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's still one of those things that creeps me out. They had a relationship back in, back in uh, Earth 2, to be fair. Mm, yeah, but at least... It, <laughs> Yes, but yeah. I know where you're coming from. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, I'm not gonna go <laughs> for this book though because it doesn't deserve my 20 minute rant. So. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh. Damn. That's cold. Cold. That's what that is. It's it's oh. just another Suicide Squad book that. It's nothing just, new and nothing original. It's just Suicide Squad again, like usual. Yeah. All right. So it's a change of the guard book, so to speak. Out yeah. goes Flag, Incepts Peacemaker, Film Freaking yeah. a Talent, and of course Superboy's there. Um, I've got to be honest, I've never been a huge Suicide Squad fan. I think my favorite iteration of this team 
was Task Force X episode of Justice League Unlimited, where they infiltrate the uh, the Watchtower. What a good episode that is! So if you want some true just um, true Suicide Squad, go and check that out. All right, it's just what it is. Um, the original, well, not the original, the last incarnation had so many cool characters. It had Katana, it had Croc, Captain Boomerang, uh, Deadshot, and now those are gone for practically these no names. Yeah, right? but we'll we'll get them in the video game. I don't give a rat's about the video game. Oh, that's right, because you play mobile. Because that's not real gaming. <laughs> Freya's words, not mine. What? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Whatevs. I'll go back to uh, beating the Broncos on my Madden's game then. All right, okay. That's the only place you'll do it. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Outwise, there are some good bits. There are some bad bits. Um, I thought some of the fight scenes looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of odd pauses, um, which I'm sure Frey would have got to. <laughs> um, again, I kind of noticed Joker Gas as a security deterrent. What? <laughs> Since when? Um, yeah, it reminds me a lot of Eddie Barrows, as I alluded to in my intro for the book. Um, Eddie Barrows, you'll have seen on Freedom Fighters as well as Nightwing. Um, so there's that element in there that kind of. So if you like those kind of like big bulky um, characters that have got big pa- filler panel and they've got splash pages in, this is this is for you. If you like quieter art that, that kind of has a little impact, well then maybe want to give this one a little bit, bit of a miss. Colors are dark, um, so no more than you'd expect for Arkham. So it fits. It, it, the vibe fits. Mm-hmm. But question is, can you really be bothered? I don't know. I'm probably a miss on this one, but hey ho. Well, I know. Okay. Um, right. Okay. Any other thoughts before we move on to the next book? No. 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 I was very <laughs> happy to hit the red button on that one. Sorry. Uh, okay. Sorry for torturing you because it's not the worst pick that I've had. I've had Dude. bad ones, but it's not we, the worst. All right, which is the worst book you've ever picked? Oh man, Teen what Titans was that? <laughs> no, what was that for you? What did you say? Teen Titans Go for John. Oh, no, no. I I was thinking the um. Oh geez, which one was it? It was like the um, the super political one that Freya went on her first. Oh, all right, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that's not let's not go down that road again. I think that one that one takes the pick. We've we've all picked books that have been a little bit, shall we say, circumstance. Hey, I remember when I was picking Supergirl books for fun, you know. So, what yeah, that that one left me a little like. I wouldn't quite say PTSD, but it's pretty damn close. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't talk about that book anymore. So much I can't even remember the name. It's American something. Mm. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Freya, what's the worst book you've ever picked? Probably something with Harley knowing you. You're yeah, probably. I don't freaking know, actually. <laughs> I picked so many bad ones on Rupus. I just <laughs> <laughs> or is it you green, it? was it Green Lantern? No, we picked um, that. We picked that for Tracy, remember? That's why that's why she dumped the show, because we kept picking Green Lantern books for her. Bless her. Oh, <laughs> I'm 
Yeah, I miss Tracy too. I miss Tracy too. All right. Okay. Uh, on with the show. So next up is a new series, a mini series, one of six. <laughs> um, we're talking about Crime Syndicate number one, uh, written by Andy Schmidt. Uh, main story um, art is by Kieran McCorn. Inks by Dexter Vines, uh, Steve Orleff's on colours, and Rob Lee is on letters. Before we get into this book, uh, Freya, this was your choice, was it not? Uh-huh. Cool. So before I let you go, here's my question to you. Why is Psylocke on this book? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> right, okay, enough of the migraines. Uh, <laughs> Freya. <laughs> Take, take it away. Okay, so I like the crime syndicate, and so that's why I picked it. And then I went, oh, of course. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I assumed it would actually be good. So, um, I don't know. I think Ultraman's like the worst dictator ever because he has a, um, a freaking uh, news person writing these pieces on him, and he doesn't kill her. Like, you are the worst dictator ever, dude. <laughs> you know, like, he's talking to her. I'm like, yeah. just freaking kill her, man. Don't get, get this is a warning. I'm like, that's not how dictators are. Dictators don't issue warnings. Dictators yeah. go, oh, you, you screwed up. You're dead now. Yeah. Um, he's a gulag. Go and visit it. <laughs> yeah. It's just so dumb. Like, and then freaking uh, Superwoman. I mean, I like her design because, well, I just do. And, it's just. Oh, you mean Dom Troy? I mean Donna Troy. Yeah, Donna Troy, it, yeah. yeah, it's Donna Troy because it's not the original Crime Syndicate anymore. I guess it's it? also John Jones is now Power Ring, but I like to call him Xbox because he has the Xbox logo on his chest now. Mister Xbox. Sponsored by uh, sponsored by. My oh my team. gosh! I never even noticed that. <laughs> Get Hold an on. Xbox logo. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna zoom in on this. Okay, so <laughs> it, yeah, here, here's the the Xbox lantern. So you you see that logo there? Uh huh. Give me a hot second here, because I know you know Johnny. You uh, don't play console, so you may not. I'm still being a douche right now. <laughs> Xbox. An Xbox, is that the kind of console you divorce before you move on to PlayStation? Oh. <laughs> but then you look at, at that, it's the same freaking thing. They just switched the color scheme. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, it's still the same green. It's just these sides are just a little bit longer than what's on the on the ring. Wow, yeah. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> wow. Uh, that has now forever made this book that much better. Mr. Xbox. Yeah, I also yep, was kind of confused. Xbox. I was kind of confused, like, why they're making some of these characters out to be more of, like, heroes, like when Owlman shows up. And the guy who's getting robbed is like, oh, thanks, Owlman. I'm like, dude, these people are not... <laughs> I don't remember people going, oh, yes, Ultraman's here. Thanks, you know, Owl Man. They freaking booked it. <laughs> like, <laughs> thanks, Owl Man, for saving me. I'm like, 
this is dumb. They're not superheroes. No one believes they're superheroes. They're all scary freaking dictators, and that's why they're terrified of them. Um, also, I don't know who freaking designed Johnny Quick, but I absolutely hate them. <laughs> Just don't say that. He's on like page uh, 14 or something. Yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. yeah just right after there. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to know is, it, is, is this Xbox, is this the 360 version or is this like the one? No, it's the original. Original <laughs> Just roll the yeah, cameras out there. Oh, God. And this, this Johnny Quick, he reminds me of. um. That character from like a Twilight Princess, uh, the bomb salesman Barnes. Mm -hmm. He his design reminds me of that character so much. If anyone knows Twilight Princess, they'll know what I'm talking about. But like, it's such a stupid. Who thought this was a good idea? He's wrong. It's just it hurts. <laughs> like he's a speedster. It just uh, it looks so bad. So bad. I don't I hate it, but well, well, and they and this other panel where you've got Ultraman and the way that the the line of his cape transitions into the flag. I'm like, yeah. what are we going to get Homelander now too? <laughs> Good yeah. hell! And it, it freaking like I said, they were trying to make them like kind of superheroes because now we have freaking Xbox flying with the the um, the Air Force. I'm like, no. That's not how these characters are. I, I feel like they made the crime syndicate to be like the seven. Uh, just yeah, I just don't get it. I just I don't like it. I don't get it. It's not the crime syndicate, and I, the only one who even kind of even remotely acted well, completely. It's I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know for some right. reason, but for some reason also they decide. Oh, let's. Let's give Ultraman a backstory so we can sympathize with him. I'm like, we're no, no. With him. And I'm like, no. That's You're not how say bright light. <laughs> yeah, bright, is that what it's called? Bright light, bright eyes. Brightburn. Bright, there you go. Yeah. That's that is totally Brightburn. Mm. At least Brightburn was good. So we're talking about the backup story that came with this. Let me grab some credits. You can see them on the screen there. <laughs> Did I even make a note of it? Yes. Andy Schmidt is uh, on writing. Brian Hitch is on pencils. You might remember him from the JLA book, um, as well as a whole host of things beforehand. Alex Sinclair, who's a colorist of uh, massive repute, to be honest. Uh, and then Rob Lee is pulling double duty with the backstory as well. There you go. Come. Cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't mind the Paranoid Titan story, even though, yes, it had a lot of remnants to Brightburn. Um, and But I like Brightburn, so I, I was okay with it. All right. Okay. Cool. All right. Josh, what do you think of this book? I mean, Xbox Man is now <laughs> my, uh, my favorite character. Um, Ultraman, I, I'm disappointed they could have done so much more with him. Um, I, I really feel that this story as a whole is maybe their way of trying to make the Crime City Kit compete against the Seven from the boys. 
that that's just kind of the feel that I was getting as I was reading it was you have you have the crime syndicate who I mean the first time we saw them on Crisis on Infinite Earth or, or at least the first time I saw them you know on the mm-hmm. on the animated movie it was great it was fun and I enjoyed it this was not um, I will admit uh, as I was reading Owl Man's lines I did have James Woods voice in my head um, which may at least made it somewhat entertaining for me uh, just because I thought James Wood did a great job mm-hmm. with his performance as Owl Man. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, it's not as this book wasn't as bad as Suicide Squad. Hello. I think I think I think you're being a bit. I think I think you're both being a tad harsh on this book. If I'll be honest, I agree with Freight on certain points, and I agree with you on certain points as well, Josh. I don't think I don't think the book's trying to be the seven, because you could argue that the seven are trying to be the crime syndicate. You could argue because I know the crime syndicate came first by a wide margin. Um, is it the crime syndicate that we know? No, it isn't. All right, but then this is the infinite future, right? Yeah. So this is this is kind of like a reimaging, as you will. You know, the fact that the Green Lantern is the John Stewart Green Lantern, not the Hal Jordan Green Lantern, right? Mm. So you, we've already got diversity already kind of in there. You know, there's nothing to stop. They could have had any, could have had any Green Lantern. The only one they couldn't have had probably is Jessica Cruz, because she started out as Power Ring to start with, um, yeah. back in the back in the day. Um, Alman's Alman, you know. So, um, I agree that Ultraman's probably not the, the douchey kind of guy that you'd expect. Star of the show for me is Donna Troy, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, mm. part mischief, part um, trouble, the whole thing. You know, she's much, she's a much more engaging character. I would read a book with this, this Donna Troy in hands down, you know, she's. She's drawn brilliantly. You know, it really works. And you know what? If you're talking about an or- like an origin, because at this point, there's no indication that the crime syndicate are kind of even the team back then, you know, because they're kind of doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. What else? Of course you go back to the source material. Of course you'd have Starro yeah. as the bad guy, because he's the one that brought the Justice League together. So I think there's a, I think there's a little bit of cleverness going on with this book. That mm. maybe we don't appreciate just yet. I would like to see. I'm going to keep an eye on this one because I think you know, with six issues, not a, not a big expense. You know, it's if it if it looks as as good as this does for the majority of it, I'm okay with it. If it reads as fun as this does, again, I'm going to be okay with it. You know, yeah. um, I mean, the, don't get me wrong, the the Xbox Man art is terrible. <laughs> there's there's not a redeeming feature about Xbox Man at all. <clears throat> but you know, Ultraman looks good. Uh, the as we say, Troy looks great. I mean, Ultraman looks better than some of the Superman we've been getting lately. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But you're telling me, Johnny, you didn't enjoy Xbox Man's jazz hands while he's flying through the sky. I did not. I did not. <laughs> it's like that. Pa- go back to that panel, Josh. That one. If you can. Can you zoom in on the one where he's flying with his arms up like this? It's like the artist has forgotten which 
hand oh. his fake rings supposed to be on because oh boy back, i'm all over the place hold yeah. on like back this book page. it's all over the place oh oh <laughs> you mean this no. moment right there you're talking about the previous one where he's all fisting it uh, if, if i may borrow if i may borrow the screen please sir There you go. That's the one. It's so you notice that the ring's on the left hand, because it's obviously not the Green Lantern. Um, but at which point this panel screams to me like, I forgot which hand the ring's supposed to be on, so I'll put both hands in that position because you know what, it looks cool, and then it doesn't because that left that right leg shouldn't be like that. But yeah, there's <laughs> nothing nothing redeeming about the the power ring Xbox man in this book at all. Um, yeah. You mean you didn't no. like his snuff leg? I didn't like I didn't like anything about Power Ring at all. Xbox man, not at all. Xbox. You know, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a thing. But you know what? I enjoyed the book. I thought, you know, for the majority, I liked it a lot better than I liked the Suicide Squad book. I thought it was an interesting take on the crime syndicate. It's six mm. issues. It's not gonna have a massive impact on anything. Just enjoy it for what it is. Just a just a bit of fun. That's fair. Um, have you guys caught up with Superman and Lois yet? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, so you guys uh, have fun. You can talk. I'll just I'll listen. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Josh, thoughts? I I'm enjoying it. Um, originally, when it's Tyler Hoechlin, is that how you pronounce his mm -hmm. last name? I believe so. Yes. Originally, when he was announced as Superman, I was like, Ugh, I'm 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 not a fan. Whatever. But this one, it, this series, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, I like seeing the dynamic. Oh, man. Freya loved it so much. She's like, I'm out. Deuces. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, we're still only two episodes into this new series. They're still setting the, the framework, if you will. Oh, she's back. Uh, we, we thought you were so annoyed with us talking about the series. Do so you like them out? I'm done. No, um, internet dropped. <laughs> ah, hit it when that happens. Um, I like the interaction between, you know, Lois and Clark and um, Jonathan and Jordan. Yes. Um, having that, that parent to child dynamic. And then you have the dynamic between Jonathan and Jordan in a separate aspect of it. And then you've got Clark being Clark, um, trying to juggle being Superman and, and Clark, the, mm. the father. Um, and I mean, we, we still got a lot to discover as far as this new Luthor that, that is in this world. Um, and I noticed that the actor that they have as Jarrell for this mm -hmm. is the same guy that played DuPont in Equilibrium. Oh, so I, I'm kind of torn because he was a total douche and asshat in Equilibrium as wow. DuPont, but now he's Jarrell. So I don't know what to believe anymore. Wow. Um, Jarrell's always been a bit of an asshat, if you ask me. But okay, the, yeah, that's um, fair. <laughs> I've kind of, I've enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. I've, I thought it was interesting. It's a mm. different take completely. It's not as 
lighthearted and whimsy as the Supergirl show. It does yeah. carry a lot of resonance. Um, it is touch on different things like mental health, uh, social anxiety, mm-hmm. as well as, I suppose, social acceptance. Uh, but not in a preachy way. Just no, kind of like, no, it's yeah. it's um, still out there, but it's not like in your face. Like yeah. here it is. Okay, and of course, and of course, we can't talk DC TV without saying, "Damn it, Barry!" That's right. Flash season was this seven? Is it seven? Is it? I I don't know. I stopped. When did I stop watching? Like after season four. <laughs> So yeah, the flash is back on as well. Freya, you up on your flash? Um, I used to like it. <clears throat> what happened? Um, you reset the timeline too many times. Yeah, <laughs> I just. I felt like they started beating the dead horse a little too much and setting yeah. it on fire and then trying to, you know. But yeah. it. So I got bored. If what it really was, is I got freaking bored, and then I think that was around season three or four that I got bored. Yeah, I think I, I kind of agree with you. You know, the, the idea of the Flash being the fastest in my life. How many times does does the bad guy say, Flash, you can only save the person or catch me. Which are you going to do? And the Flash chooses to save the person without realizing that he's actually fast enough to do both. Uh, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, but you've got, to, I think you've got to give credit to, uh, to Grant Gustin for still, you know, sticking with it. He's a, you know, I think he's, I think. As a watchable character, he's, he's fun. Yeah. Um, special, I, I effects mean, he's... Is, special effects this time around, I look absolutely. I don't know what's going on if it's if it's a, a pandemic post production thing or whatever, but the special effects look awful this time around. I don't know what's what's is changed. It, maybe it's it just fatigue. Maybe. Sorry, what, Fred? I said, is it Supergirl level of bad CG? Worse. Worse. Oh. <laughs> or or is it they're they're so focused on Superman and Lois? Because the, the special effects in Superman and Lois are top notch. Aren't yeah, they the, on a hiatus right now? Uh Superman and Lois is going on hiatus. It's gonna take a little bit of a break in the States. Um, of which point the last season of Supergirl is going to take its slot for a little bit. So that season's going to kick off, and then when that I don't know if they're going to run them concurrently thereafter, or then Supergirl's going to go ahead so you'll see the end of Superman. Um, for us Brits over here, we'll probably just have to wait till Sky 1 or E4 get the finger out, and then by the time we do it, we won't even have the hiatus because they will use the break to catch up on everything else. So, um, Unless, of course, you've got a, a VPN and you are linked to the CW app, which you can get the stuff for free. Yep, they always air that the day after it airs on, on TV. The, I think the thing that with, when it comes to Superman and Lois that really stands out is because originally as my wife and I were watching it, it was like, oh, this is kind of like a, a a reboot of Smallville. And then I was like, no, th- this is more because Smallville yeah. was you know, Superman's origins and mm-hmm. it, it kind of had that corny teenage romance like One Tree Hill and Dawson's Creek feel. And also Monsters of the Week. I used to hear, I used to hear Kryptonite Freak of the Week. It was like, oh, which one's going to come across a meteor rock? Yeah. Where this this doesn't have that feel. And originally I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be like a family show because of the kids. No, I 
I like the approach. And so I, I'm only two episodes in, but that's all that's aired up to this point. So the next one will air um, at the time that this gets released. It will have aired yesterday. So to tell you, I'll tell you a little story then. All right. This will be my last part and thought before we end the pod. To tell you how much of a resonance the new Superman and Lois Shaw has, um, Mrs. Hughes lost a mum back in 2019 mm. and it affected her deeply, massively. Still does, you know. Um, so we sat down and watched the pilot of Superman and Lois, mm-hmm. of which Superman's mum, yeah. uh, Martha, passes away. My wife was inconsolable. Not because of Martha, you know, but because of all the emotions brought brought back. Yeah. So that's how well done this show is to create that much level of emotion. So, and I I had the same thing um, Mm -hmm. during that scene just because I, while while for me it's been longer than, Mm -hmm. than it has been for Mrs. Hughes, still it brought up all those emotions again and so i had to kind of stop take a breath mm-hmm. i'm good it's not the end of the world but yeah no it's so well done okay and on that note okay go check out the show it's good fun well eventually um of course the flash <laughs> is back if you want something like that and just laugh at i mean oh yeah laugh at not laugh with laugh at yeah. the, the colors are nice the colors are nice yeah there's good letters in the flash (laughs) um all right that's it for this week um don't forget to check out the ucpn for all your favorite pods flip side forks is back this week Mm -hmm. we have got a plethora of books that we need to talk about there have been some outstanding indie books Mm -hmm. that have come out over the last fortnight so that'll be good to get get our teeth into freya and K-pop Cosmos as well. So, Excellent. and I'm kind of bending the rules of my own podcast. So, <laughs> really, how so? Yeah. Uh, well, you're just gonna have to find out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the plot thickens. All right, okay, and of course on UCPN we have our our migraine show, the No Price Podcast, as well. If you want to. <laughs> Go down that route. <laughs> Bud oh, is going to kill good. me. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill you on the next episode of the Old Timers Comic Book Show. Yeah, well, I'll just pick something really bad. So I'll pick something DC that he'll never read. It's fine. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> or just tell him he can't read Bone anymore. Yeah. Well, he loves his bones, as up, Professor. All right. And on that note, <laughs> I'm your host, Joy the Machine Hughes, saying, see ya. <laughs>